0: wow i could really use current i also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales i guess i'll just go to their website at current.tech
1: what is going on you are watching and listening to tags live talk about gay sex the live version i'm your host steve v alongside hunky Cody Maurice Daggett, how are you, Cody? Hello, darling. Sexy and alive here, right here,
2: sitting next to you, honey, okay?
1: Okay, I didn't say all that. But we're going to be talking about The Sexiest Man Alive. But you're doing okay over there. And I'm not okay, mad okay, about that. Thank you, it. darling. As are you. As are you always. Thank you. We want to welcome everybody to Wednesday night, our live version of Tag's podcast over on the Connection Zone. It's the Wednesday night lineup on Get Vocal platform. We're very excited to be a part of this platform. We are here every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time, alongside other shows that have to do with With relationships, sex, and we fall into all that. So we welcome you. And this is the show that you get to participate in. If you're on the Get Vocal platform, feel free to weigh in on the left side of the screen and give us your feedback or tell us a juicy story that relates to some of our tales that we're telling today. We're also on our YouTube channel's out over there to see if you got some comments anyways let's get right into it you were on our tags podcast show cody this week you filled in for lincoln who's i did thank you for doing that one of the things i talked about that i wanted to go over was a documentary for trans awareness week it's Mm -hmm. been trans awareness week since the 13th and it ends tomorrow A lot of people are talking about Trans Awareness Week. I think it should really be a year because there's so many things and people to talk about. And we really need to be aware, even within our own gay community, I believe, at times. Amen. And one of the things you can do is a documentary called Born to Be. It comes out actually virtually today. You can watch it. You can go to tagspodcast.com. I wrote a review on it. so riveting about a doctor that does gender assignment surgery for people and this doctor who's straight stepped up to the plate when essentially nobody else would in his community here in new york city and he had to learn extremely difficult surgeries he was a plastic surgeon already but the the level of challenging surgery that he had to learn scientifically which Mm -hmm. there is no medical book on this stuff yeah exactly he had to learn and it follows him and i wanted to make a correction if you listen to episode 218 i said that dr dr ting plays the viola that was a mistake he actually plays And went to Juilliard School for the double bass. Just a correction on that. If you listen to that, he's musically inclined as well, which actually kind of makes sense, Cody, because somebody that really knows classically trained instruments. Gotta be dexterous. I would want them to work on my. (laughs) face i'm just
2: saying oh, i you don't need anything done darling. you look not fabulous yet.
1: not yet and like give it a year oh thanks <laughs> i have a big birthday coming up so. yeah anyways really great documentary born to be read my review on tagspodcast.com. it's out virtually you can start watching it and tomorrow night the last day of trans awareness week they're going to be doing a talk back with the cast and dr ting himself oh wow 8 p.m eastern time it should so you'll get to you should watch the movie and then participate in their talk back of this really riveting i learned so much in this film read my reveal review and you'll see what i thought about it fabulous Another thing I wanted to, to talk quickly about is, you know, being Trans Awareness Week, there's a thing a few things that we can tell our allies, our cis allies, and also our gay allies, really, to be honest. Yeah. And it's new, true. absolutely New Now Next did the top five things that you can talk about when you're talking about trans awareness and one of them is educate yourself on trans issues without asking trans people to do it for you well i think i already did it for you on born to be the documentary that just came out today i think you should check that out and there's a lot of other ways to do that number two listen to trans people especially Mm -hmm. if you make a mistake And on that one, I'm going to, I was watching Isis King. Cody, do you know Isis King from do. She was on on Top Model. Yeah. She was just in the movie. Oh, she's an actress too.
2: Yeah. Yes. She was just in uh, the Central Park Five movie. It is called When They See Us. That's what it's called. Wow. Good.
1: That's great that you knew that. Well, isis was i was hearing her talk today and she's promoting a new mastercard that is specifically for the trans community that puts your, the name that you want oh, that on a card and i think it's really cool one of the tips that she gave is don't in and to piggyback off of born to be which is about uh Working on your genitals and changing them if you want to, mm-hmm. and not every transgender wants that done to them, but do not ask a trans person what's going on down there in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. and that might right. sound like Very an rude. that might sound like an obvious one, Cody, but you would yeah. be surprised at the level of mistakes that people make on that. Are you surprised by that? I'm not I mean, I have been educated
2: about that for quite some time, but like you said, it takes time to educate yourself, and wherever you are is perfectly fine, but just make sure you're being respectful and wonderful to these people because they are people at the at the same time. So
1: absolutely. And they share our acronym LGBTQ plus. So there are brothers and sisters. That's absolutely right. One other thing she mentioned was when it comes to ask, ask somebody their preferred pronoun. And I thought that was a really good one. And she said, you know, she used an example, no disrespect, but I just want to know what pronoun do you prefer going by? And I think that could be when you're not certain of that, a cool question to ask somebody in that vein. And lastly, don't refer to trans people from their past tense in other words, their past lives, in other words, when they were a boy or when they were a girl, they mm-hmm. don't want to hear that they are who they are now,
2: yeah, refer to them in their uh, current current yes I, <laughs> see, I'm still struggling I'm still working through it absolutely I'm still learning so i I was gonna say preferred, but that's even that's wrong too so yeah just who they are who they are who they feel they are inside.
1: Yes. Do we have any comments
2: going on Cody that you can Ke- read? Kevin says, "Do you ever struggle recall calling a friend's pronoun, specifically for non-bi- non-binary?" And I said, "I have. I even have a story about on grinder referring to someone as uh, a gentleman and they said, "No, that's not my pronoun. Mm-hmm. I am a I am them and they." they. Yes, exactly. And I said, I apologize profusely. I will not be making that mistake again. And Kevin also says, especially when their name is androgynous. So if they have a Sam or a Alex or anything that can be deemed as either masculine or feminine, just remember to be cognizant of their pronouns and what they choose, what they prefer to be called.
1: And another tip maybe that I just thought of is when you're scrolling around the apps, maybe look at the profile and see what people put. Oftentimes people yeah. that want to be called, they them, put that in their profiles, and I think that's a good way to kind of see that and don't gloss over to the good stuff because that (laughs) is is probably what i did honestly you (laughs) might get the good stuff if you look at the top and read the whole contract okay
2: yes exactly
1: read the fine print for sure well also in the news that i wanted to talk to you about that i'm very excited about is and you might think why are you guys talking about this but it's the Sexiest Man Alive issue of People Magazine. And the reason we're talking about it is Cause because I'm on a list. I think you might be further down the list, girl, but <laughs> Michael, Michael B. Jordan made the list. And Michael B. Jordan is came out today as the sexiest man alive and I'm just putting it out there for you look at him (laughs) and all his splendor He is looking really really fine and as always and I just have to say I love him anyway I've just followed him for a long time he was I I think the first time I saw him was in a movie called Fruitvale because I'm from I'm from from the Yep. And I'm from Oakland. Thank you. Yes. Fruitvale Station. And I know that because that's the Bay Area's transportation, the BART system. And I lived in Oakland, so I knew that. But he is also known, obviously, you're a big fan of Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan is the first actor producer to adopt an inclusion writer for his company, Outlier Society. The clause is a formal declaration of diverse hiring practices stating that women, people of color, people with disabilities, and people of LGBTQ and marginalized communities who are traditionally underrepresented be depicted on screen in proportion to their representation in the population. Jordan wow. has been an active champion for diversity and inclusion in all projects he participates in and beyond. So, if you didn't already think he was fine, there's this. <laughs> what he has you-
2: that going on for sure, but that makes him even sexier in my book, you're right.
1: What do you think of the decision for People Magazine, Cody, to name Michael B. Jordan as the sexiest man alive? I think it's amazing. His
2: philanthropy work is, is amazing. He's extremely, extremely, extremely attractive. I've found him attractive for a very, very long time in all of the movies.
1: So I think they made the right decision. Good job, People Magazine i agree i totally agree and here's another interesting fact the last two years of people magazine's sexiest man alive cover issue and they list a lot of other people within the magazine and a little bit later i'm going to get a yay from cody on what he thinks of some of the other people that were listed in this year's 2020 sexiest men alive but did you know cody that the last two years were featured two black men so we had idris alba and wow. John Legend, and now we get Michael B. Jordan, three black men in a row. That's amazing. This is kind of breakthrough, because I can remember real quick when I was a kid, and they—and the very first one came out. I don't know if it was the very first one. Somebody could check this mm-hmm. on me, but Mark Harmon was the sexiest man alive that i can remember back in the day and it was always a white man white man after that yes do you think this is breakthrough that yeah i
2: think it's amazing i think representation matters and i think people magazine is cognizant of that so good for them Absolutely. now they need it needs to be even more inclusive they need to bring non-binary uh sorry transgender men in and things of that nature as well so
1: yeah I totally agree. And I think what's cooler these days is back in the day when the magazine came out, we didn't have social media. And now we have that. We could learn a lot from Michael B. Jordan, learning about how he includes so much. He won't work on a film set unless the things that I just read in a minute ago about the inclusivity Mm -hmm. of being on every level, behind the scenes, in front of the camera. And back then, I don't know that they really did all of that so I think there's a better platform now and just to read you a couple of things one that caught my initial read was what's your secret to your confidence today and he says fully realizing that you can't make everybody happy Mm. You, you can have all the good intentions in the world and you'll still get controversy or some type of negativity thrown your way. Sometimes you just got to trust the universe. You know, you've got to just believe in yourself and do what, feel, what you feel is right. I think that adds up and builds confidence. And I like that. I thought that was yeah. really key. He also says, People, on things we would be surprised about him, one of the things he said, people would be surprised to know that I cook, I love driving, and I love anime. Boy, is he, like, talking to you, Cody? <laughs> <laughs> so I did know that he, he liked anime
2: because we share that in common. So... I'm, t- and, I'm telling you, I've been crushing on him for quite some time.
1: And little tidbit about Cody: he loves to cook. And before we we have a little pre-production meeting every week before we go live for you guys, <laughs> so we're prepared. <laughs> and we had our meeting, and he said, "Okay, I got to get off this phone to cook my meal, so that when That's I get right. off our, our live show, I got a meal planned for me." So exactly, Cody cooks, and it's I do. So I'm, I make a good ha- house husband, just like Michael B. Jordan i love that you said house husband and not housewife. Yeah. lastly about michael b jordan being named the sexiest man alive that i thought was interesting what's your perfect date night cody's been dating a lot lately we'll see what he thinks about this he says yeah. the freedom to go wherever i wanted in public not worry about paparazzi. Enjoy somebody's company. Go for a drive. Dope playlist, okay? Drive somewhere just for dessert. I'm definitely a movie guy, and then I'd ride the vibe for the rest of the night. Okay. Nice. All right. I'm not mad at that, Michael B. Jordan. And Sounds like a great date. And just to give you a little thirst. Woo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yes. A little bit later in the show, towards the end of the show, I'm going to go over the other people that were nominated for Sexiest People of the Year that didn't make the cover. And I'm going to get a yay or a nay from Cody to get his feedback on that. Can't
2: wait for the game.
1: Absolutely. Let's get into this week's Vulnerable Voices, a segment we've been doing since we began Tags Live. And it's really the chance where we go a little bit deeper. Into the conversation about us LGBT community, and this week we wanted to ask or talk about what we share. So, what we share is gay men. What we share is LGBTQ people, and what we share may surprise you. And it really stemmed from episode 218 that came out on Tuesday. You can listen to a little bit of that. Cody, because that's where you were on as special guest filling in. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about on that show, I was asking my co-host, Jeremy Ross Lopez, what he shares and the confidence because there was a sex expert that said we are sharing a lot more in this pandemic Because we are on the phone more. We are not going out as much more. So we're much more inclined to share. And Mm -hmm. Jeremy said that he has become more open with his brothers. And he's got two smaller stepbrothers. Younger blood brother that's 25. And with the 25-year-old who is heterosexual, he's been sharing a lot, actually, on, on things like lube and... How his br- younger brother likes to play doctor and nurse with his current oh, girlfriend, man. and Jeremy Never was liking that. And surprisingly, I've shared a little bit with my sister about toys. And you and I, Cody, had a guest on our show. Uh, uh, I forget her, L- Miss L- Legan, she goes yeah. by. Yes. And she has a adult toy company and my sister was saying, I might want to order some of those adult toys. And it got us talking openly about toys. And I know she listens to this show. You on (laughs) the other hand said you weren't so quick to open about your sexuality, say with your blood sister, correct? About
2: sex specifically.
1: I can tell her about dating
2: and things of that nature. Anything but sex.
1: (laughs) (laughs) well to piggyback off and i think you'll relate to this to piggyback off of the topic that we're talking about alex chivas chivas i'm not sure Mm -hmm. how to pronounce his gained a following authoring candid articles about sex and hiv in national magazines and his blog love beastly he just signed a book deal the gay journalist tells us what it's like to share your innermost fears and fetishes with the world. And I think he started, he pitched the the book and all of his sex life because he was doing this blog and he wanted to be explicit. He says he's not a certified sex therapist, although he Mm -hmm. may want to be at some point. And... There, he says there are moments he's gotten shy. It's one thing to write an article about fisting on the internet and explain it because yeah. there's a level of distance when you're teaching about sex that isn't present when you're writing about your own sex. The points that make me the most afraid to talk about sex, like my very extreme kinks, he's like fisting, substance abuse, and gay men, he says he has a really hard time talking about it. And, quote, I'm having to present things I know my parents don't know about and I'm really shy about, which is really surprising to me. Well, he recently, as he was preparing for this book and writing all about it, wrote in his blog about being positive on World AIDS Day. And his family took a while to come to the blog. But wouldn't you know it, they came to read it right on World AIDS Day, when he wrote about being positive. So not only were they going to be hearing about his sex life, but now that he was positive, and he says, it was probably like what you thought,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: excruciating. and But in the end, he was happy the way it came out. And he had a personal conversation with them. I don't know. I'm not sure if you read the article at all. But what were your first thoughts when you heard that story about how his family found out about him being positive when they read this online? I think it's hard when you share so
2: much of yourself and you feel the pressure to share everything with people, but there's a certain part that you haven't necessarily shared with your immediate family and them finding out in such a, a visceral way and not firsthand, really, Yeah, that is it's hurtful towards the parents. I can understand that. I I would imagine that his parents were pretty hurt by that. What do you think?
1: Um, I'm not sure if they should be hurt, but I think later what we found out in the article is that it all came around and they actually apologized because part, they realized they had a part in the way they raised him and the Mm -hmm. way they maybe made him feel that it wasn't a comfortable thing to talk about him yeah. being gay and not only was it not comfortable they didn't create an environment for him to feel comfortable to talk about his sexuality but also about getting hiv and i think they he says in the article that they took responsibility for that and they apologize for that not creating an environment where he could feel comfortable talking about that I know for myself, my parents growing up in a Catholic household, going to Catholic Mm -hmm. school my whole life, being Latino in the era that I grew up, being gay wasn't something that was going to go over really well with my parents in the growing up in the early 80s into the late 80s. That wasn't something that I know would have gone over very well. Yeah. AIDS was at its height. I've told on the show before that I had teammates. I was on a gymnastic team and they were making fun of other gay guys that were even thought to have AIDS or HIV Mm -hmm. education of HIV was in the eighties was at the height of it all. And it was not something that people were like having empathy for at all. So I don't think. No, I'm not HIV positive, but I was gay, and I did not mm-hmm. feel comfortable sharing at all with them. Now it's been later in life that I just more recently, in the last several years, in my late 40s, came out to my mom, and times have changed, and we had a really good conversation. And I am, I felt that I could have probably come out earlier, mm-hmm. but I didn't. When you haven't come out for so long, it's almost like. Ugh, they probably know, but there was a moment in time recently in the last several years that I did feel comfortable actually coming out to my mom. And like I said, times are changed. It isn't the early eighties and it wasn't what it was. I don't know yeah. your thoughts.
2: So all I have is like to relate it to my situation and talking about sex with your parents. I feel in my situation specifically is always tough. It's uncomfortable. You don't want to see your parents as sexual beings They don't want to see you as sexual beings, even though you both are. You're both adults at at this point. And while my mom knows a lot about me, I would never share something. Well, specifically here on this show that she doesn't know already or that she can't already readily assume. Like she assumes that I'm having sex. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) We all do. (laughs) (laughs) Not as much as I used to. Okay. Yeah. But something so private and something that she should hear from me firsthand. I think that you should tell that person before you reveal it to the world, because it also said in the article that he, the parents were having to field questions from family members, which I think can be a very uncomfortable thing.
1: Yeah. Maybe in this situation, although they, the family apologized in many ways, Mm -hmm. He should have also – and I think he came to the realization that if he was going to – he had a public platform of talking about sex that his family already knew about. It's just what the article stated, they weren't reading it. And he should have maybe known that they were going to read it at some point. And on World AIDS Day when he decided to come out and tell everybody on his well-read blog that he had told his family about this monumental thing that he was going to tell the world. Yeah. Maybe then he should have said, I'm about to tell something up. to the world yeah. on my blog that I, you guys know exists. And with that, just beware if you'd want to choose to read that, that may have been a good heads up for his family. Yeah. I don't know. Do you agree I with that? So.
2: Yeah. And also like in the comments, it's not about right or wrong in the situation no.
1: because, because it is
2: his journey. Silas is saying it's not about them. It's his journey. And I agree with that 100%. But I feel there's a certain humanity and relationship that you have, that, that if you have that with your parents, that you should let them know before they hear it from an outside source.
1: If you have a platform that yes, the parents you have a platform, know about, yes. perhaps ultimately it really is no one's business. And they ultimately. didn't, they to Silas's point, they didn't choose to read his blog. And we read this whole story. I'll put it on tagspodcast.com. He told his family about his blog. He told them it was about his sexuality. They knew he was gay. Yes. So he did already tell them. They chose not to read about it. They, of course, chose to read about it on World AIDS Day when he divulged that he was HIV positive. And I will tell a quick personal story of a friend of mine that i was close with we're not really close anymore that is hiv positive and he was on a show as well and never told his mother now his mother died and he never told her and his reasoning was she got sick and he didn't have any symptoms and he's been living with the virus undetective for years and years and years in fact even before that he was undetectable he didn't want to put his mother who was of a different generation Mm -hmm. put that stress on her because he knew his particular mother he told me would stress out in a way that would potentially detriment her health and Mm -hmm. make it worse for something that he had under control and in that situation i totally respected and got
2: yeah
1: um But it's interesting about what we share. Two of my co-hosts in the past, when we started the show, it was a different co-host before Lincoln and Jeremy at the time, but more this other host. They were on my case a little bit about the fact that I hadn't shared with my mom that I was gay at the beginning of it. And I told them, well, I just, it wasn't my time. I feel like my mother knows. I feel like, a lot of time, a lot of the stories that I just shared right now. She's of a different generation. Mm-hmm. Since then, I have t- told her, as I just told you a minute ago, and they were, mm-hmm. and I told them, they were all clapping and happy. But again, to Silas's point, I really don't think it's anyone's business, and people have to come out when it's right for them, and who they choose to come out to is of, like in my situation, I knew unlike the article and the writer that we're talking about my mom doesn't even know how to go on the computer at all so there was no (laughs) way of her gonna ask you of her reading it and since then though I've told her more and more each time I do a a pop she knows we do the podcast I tell her it's about Mm -hmm. sexuality she knows now yeah I don't go into in in detail about episode 216 we're talking (laughs) about
2: about fisting yeah i don't
1: (laughs) know and she doesn't ask because she's smart (laughs) enough to know she doesn't want to know the answers yeah so exactly do we have comments to read before we move on first
2: i want to say that i have told i tell my mom that we are doing a podcast i and exactly like you she i told her specifically not to listen
0: Wow. I could really use current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
2: Into it. I'm like, mom, you do not want to hear what I have to say on this podcast. It's way too graphic for you. And we're, we don't have to share that, unfortunately. So,
1: follow-up question on that follow-up question on that do you tell people that you date oh that was coming next how did you know (laughs) because i know i I know
2: (laughs) (laughs) i don't tell people that i date at the first the first couple dates i don't tell them unless of course they listen to the to the podcast already and they know that i'm on here i talk to I've talked spoken to someone from the podcast before so they already know of course. So yeah, I don't tell people that I go on dates with that I'm on a podcast because I feel like it gives them an unfair advantage as yeah. far as what my mindset is uh, about sex. It, that I don't that I feel like should be organic when it comes to talking about sex and what we like and and things of that nature. And yeah, the, and I don't have that advantage. Why am I going to give somebody a leg up on me when I don't have that leg up on them? And that sounds a little bit
1: selfish, but it's where I am right I'm now. I'm just thinking of the leg up and what you're doing <laughs> with the leg oh, You know what to do with the legs, bitch. I <laughs> no, my legs are up.
2: <laughs>
1: All right, do we have comments before we
2: move on? Because We been- do, we do. Uh, Kevin agrees with you. Silas says humanity has to be given to receive, which I agree with 100%. Um, Kevin says it's important to you to date someone who is – is it important to you to date someone who is out? What do you think about that question, Steve? Is it important to you to date someone that's already out?
1: To date,
2: yes. To have Mm -hmm. sex with, No. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I have been in a relationship, w- relationship with someone who wasn't completely out, and it was ultimately uh, the downfall of our relationship.
1: You know, you and I are very, we're in a, of a certain age, which I want to talk about in a second on what we share, age, before we move okay. on. I going to push this topic on a little bit more, but you okay. and I are of a certain age, have been through it, done that, put in the time, the work, the effort to be our uh, gay f- selves <laughs> that and we host a show about our gay sexuality it would be really strange and weird if we then dated somebody that wasn't comfortable at all with yeah being gay I think that would be really because we are on a spectrum of on one side and it would be the other spectrum and I just yeah. think inevitably inevitably there would be problems
2: and nothing against them. Again, no. everybody's journey to is, have is sex with their I'm journey okay with, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they're super hot. <laughs> already, I'm already on my second glass. So. Okay, good.
1: I've got a couple glasses going here. I've got red and white. Both but you're double fisting tonight. I am. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. La- right, before so- we before we end this topic though, and read some of our comments, I just want to point up. The the vulnerable voices topic today was what we share. And yes. I'm curious just if we can all talk about do you do any of us have issues with our age? I'm pushing a certain age. I have a big birthday coming up in January. I'm gonna turn 50. I'm for the most part embracing it. And not I don't have a lot of issues with it, mm-hmm. but you hear about stories about our LGBTQ, our gayness that age oh i don't want to date anybody over 40 or yeah. this or that and we have do you have issues with sharing your age cody
2: i kind i do i'm going to be completely honest i try and be it's open and honest on on the podcast. I mean, at twenty five, Cody, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm looking a little haggard for twenty five. Honestly, you can you can give me a, a shot of vodka later for that. <laughs> gotta get, gotta get the beer goggles on yeah. for, for me to look twenty five. Uh, but yeah, I do have some hangups about my age. I mean, getting older, I feel like is, nev- it's it's not easy in society. It, I feel that women get it the most. And then very next is gay men because so much societal pressure is put on us about our age. You don't, you get relegated to this, to, to the doldrums, uh, the elephant bone factory. I don't know what, (laughs) (laughs)
1: what are you going to say? You know, to your point, when I do, I said just a minute ago that I don't have an issue. And to your point, when I do go, on the apps and I'm going on them more in this pandemic, I do notice that I probably wouldn't put my age on Mm -hmm. my profile in the apps because I think before you meet somebody and you know their actual energy in person, what they really look like in person, because a lot of people would think, oh, is there filters over him? Is that really what he looks like? And what's his general energy like? I've met young people that felt in their, thirties that felt like they were mm-hmm. 50 I've met 50 year olds that felt like they were young and youthful like moi and so I think exactly. you know we judge a lot on social media and the apps about age and so I probably leave that blank when it comes to and defer on the apps would you agree on that or do you no?
2: I agree with you 100 I leave it completely blank and then if they ask I'm 100% honest. Uh yes. Normally yeah. what I get is that I look very uh, a lot younger than my age. Okay. <laughs> and then they meet me and they're like you're not that old. You're you're just as young as I am because I have a very youthful energy.
1: I you do. Like. You absolutely do. And and that would concur with what I just said. Let's read a few comments before we move on. Go ahead, Cody. Kevin says like, when is it
2: you're in your 40s? Well, that's from gone by gone. Uh, Silas says, I couldn't get turned on by someone who isn't true with themselves. It's a complete turnoff for him. Silas says he's 39. I'm going to put that. I'm going to say it again for so everybody can list, hear it again. Silas Rivera is 39. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then Kevin, I need for everybody to hear this too. Kevin says that uh, I look younger than him and he's 27. Okay. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. All right. I'm. I'll it. Thank you, Kevin. And then uh, Steve is actually reading to see if I'm telling the truth. (laughs) I am. (laughs) He said it. He said it. It's true. (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for playing on this. We've got to move on to some hot gay sex topics, which I'm really excited about. And vulnerable. I love our vulnerable voices. There's more we could talk about. We could probably do more next time. We could talk
2: for another 20 minutes on that, actually. But,
1: yeah. So there's a whole story that came out about our adult toys. And so many of us are playing with adult toys these days, myself included. I know you are too, Cody, mm-hmm. Maurice, Doggett. You know and- it, honey. There was a funny story that came out in Instinct magazine that cracked me up. It's ever wonder what you do with that dildo after you've used it? Spray it with Lysol, use alcohol wipes, wash and scrub it in the sink, let's let it soak in the tub, anything except for washing and then throwing throwing it in the dryer to tumble dry. We don't want to speak from experience, they say. We would never, but just in case you need some evidence of a surefire way to ruin a perfectly good toy, London-based performer Kane, who goes by Kane, wants you to heed his warning. You can follow him. Oh, gosh, it's a big, long name, but he's Kane, and I'll list it on tagspodcast.com. He writes, don't accidentally tumble dry your dildo, guys, and the dildo looks so sad and shriveled up. (laughs) it didn't look that big to begin with i'm imagining or maybe it was huge and maybe that's what happens when you put it in the tumble dry section but it looks so sad like clay face from batman is that what it looks like (laughs) i don't know i'm scared even looking at it and you could imagine the memes and everything that came along with it like dude what did you do
2: how do you accidentally tumble dry
1: a dildo what like
2: was it hiding in your pocket or what happened i don't know well I don't get
1: child that. you know when i'm wrapping up everything in my bedroom to clear if in case somebody's coming the crew's coming over or something i uh-huh. get a, a big towel and i throw all my toys sometimes and i wrap it up and throw it in there and sometimes things oh no yeah but i'm yeah so maybe that's how it happened i don't know okay. All right. I'm glad you explained it. Thank you so much. Or maybe this dildo. See, I don't think this would happen with any of my dildos. My dildos, I wish I had one for show and tell here. But they're like the size of this water bottle and mm. the thickness mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. water bottle, too. Listeners, it's thick and it's big <laughs> and it's black. But <laughs> the one that he showed Sounds that's perfect. shriveled up maybe wasn't that be- big to begin with. I don't know.
2: Yeah. You never know. It could have been in his pocket but I would guess that you would know that the dildo was there. I think that I would treat my, my dildo like gold if I had one and I'm, I'm looking to get one. You've made several suggestions
1: for me and you know you could get a butt plug and they make them in smaller sizes I was thinking about that we'll talk more let's we decided to check in with what's the best way to clean your sex toys and believe it or not brown university had a whole study on the best and proper ways of cleaning your sex toys and Proper cleaning, they write, of sex toys is essential to avoid bacterial infection or transmission of STIs, if you're, like, sharing them. Yeah. So while some STIs die once the fluid they live in dries, others, such as hepatitis and scabies, can live for weeks or months outside of the body. If you want to prevent... So they say it's important to remove fluids that may be on sex toys before using uh, near or in your ass or your vagina. And it's important to keep the instructions for cleaning of the sex toys. You know, I throw everything away. So yeah, I got to remember that and follow them carefully. If you feel that cleaning the toy properly would be too time consuming or unrealistic for you, think about buying a different toy. All right. The information provided below gives general overview. So for basic toy care, Never submerge electrical components in water. That seems obvious. Use a damp, soapy washcloth to to clean your electric toys, preferably with an antibacterial soap. Keep toys stored in a container or pouch, which I think is kind of good because I keep mine on a shelf above my bed, and dust is floating around. I think I should put Like them- an award? Like an award, yes. <laughs> Steve, today you win the best Black Dildo Award. Enjoy. Take it now. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> but it should- well, I heard that-
2: Go ahead. I heard that some toys are dishwasher safe. Does it say anything about toys being dishwasher safe? I
1: don't- it does. And in general, they think it's good. Do you put any of your toys in the dishwasher? I don't have a dishwasher, unfortunately. Child, bring your toys over to my place and I will run them through a cycle. All Next right. Time. You, you heard it here. Okay. <laughs> One of the things they do say, though, was silicon lube, which, by the way, we've got our pure lube. Yes. There it is. Pure. You guys can get 20% off of Pure, P J U R by going to pure.us and use our promo code talk sex at checkout and get 20% off. The one of the things I love about Pure just to pull this in is that they've got water-based lubricants.
2: Yes, my favorite.
1: Analyze, Analyze Me, Anal Water-Based Personal Lubricant with Hyaluron, this one would be really good for your toys because Mm -hmm. silicone actually doesn't work well in your toys. And if you're trying to keep your toys that have that rubber base lasting longer, they won't last with the silicone lube. And it's harder to get that out. So things like water-based lubes are the ones. And Cura happens to have... So many different types of lubes that are perfect. Yeah, they
2: have one with jojoba, right? I love saying jojoba.
1: Uh, Jojoba, it's called. (laughs) And yes, you're right. Um, So... With your glass toys, which I don't own any glass toys, just wash them obviously with soap and water. Stainless steel, if attached to an electrical device, use warm soapy water. Hard plastic, clean with an antibacterial soap and water. Do not boil. And silicon, you can choose from three options to clean a silicon toy, either boil for five to 10 minutes, put it in your dishwasher okay my dishwasher okay. cody on the top rack. you have on the we'll put the it week. on the top rack okay <laughs> wherever i got a top <laughs> rack not this kind of rack but or wash <laughs> with antibacterial soap and warm water do not boil silicon vibrators because you will destroy the vibrator mechanism interesting things to mind when you're cleaning these things out and things like fleshlights which can seem hard to clean out i just simply with my fleshlight i put a little soapy water in it and then i turn it upside down and let it completely air dry out and i think that's one of the best ways i know you have one cody do you clean yours before you put your dick back up in there (laughs)
2: <laughs> if it's the same night, then no. You know, sometimes I like a little sloppy seconds. But...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. Who was in there?
2: Ooh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it even better. But after, after a night of usage, then yes, I do clean it out nightly.
1: I love it. What are the people saying, Cody? The people are
2: saying... Some uh Kevin agrees that some toys are dishwasher safe, and sometimes the silicone can break down over hours, so you don't notice at first, and yes. then you see it in a week later, and it's like omg rat king. <laughs> Very <laughs> true.
1: Over time silicon. Yes.
2: Yeah. And Kevin also says that silicone lube is the way to go. Silicone lube and silicone toys literally breaks the silicone inside you, and it stings, he says.
1: One time I love silicone is the Pure Backdoor Anal Silicone Personal Lubricant with Jojoba, and that's such a good one. But only for anal play, (laughs) and I usually put a sheet over that I don't want things stained, so just okay. a sidebar note on that well you guys moving on it's award season and I am not yes. talking the Academy Awards I am not talking any of mainstream awards I'm talking porn awards and there's two of them this year they're all going virtual there's the porn hub awards as well as the straight-up gay porn awards and I don't know if you got to see any of the advertisements on that but the porn hub awards breaks it down because they've got all kinds of categories because we often think Pornhub is just for us well it's straights it's everybody it's got everything on it and i liked their they have top lesbian performer in there they've got things like transgender awards which i think is really good the one i wanted to ask you about that okay and by the way The Porn Awards are going to be virtual this year. You can watch them on December 17th, virtually. I will list it on tagspodcast.com. Excuse me. Correction on that. December 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And they will be digital given the pandemic which will be kind of fun because I've been to some of these award shows before. I've been to the Hustler Ball Awards and they're a lot of fun to attend if you've never attended any of these. I think the time I went, I met Cutler X live and in person. I met Boomer Banks, Boomer's been on our show and a few others that, oh, Rocco Steele as well. And it was really fun. And it's kind of exciting to be there in person, but I wanted to get your feedback on this. Their the most popular gay male performer is a stacked category with stars like Rocco Steele, Diego Sans, Austin Young, Max Connor, and Austin Austin Wolf battling it out. And I have a personal story on Austin Wolf that I can tell you about on our tags after show. Okay, Ooh, we, I can't yeah. wait to
2: hear that.
1: <laughs> Do you know these porn stars, Cody Maurice it? I had to Google one. Okay.
2: The Austin Young uh, Young, because he's young. That's why he is.
1: I know. I know who he so, is actually once I saw him. Once I saw his face. And I'm not mad you know, at him. Good for him. He's, he's adorable, right? Yeah. <laughs> So
2: yeah, he's the only one I had to Google. All the other ones, I was like, ooh, yes, I can. <laughs> they're they're in my dreams regularly, nightly." If you had to pick one, who would you pick? It would definitely be a tie between Max Connor and Austin Wolf, for sure. But nice. like Austin Young is the only bottom, I think, on the list. Is that true? I think you're right. Yes, and and he's. Yeah. I my least favorite, I think. So, unfortunately, and, but and Diego Sands, he is he said some problematic transphobic things. So he's yeah. Ooh, I didn't know that. Unfortunately, so he's on my list of.
1: You may have to back watch. that up on our next show and give me some. I will send cheek. you a link and, okay. because
2: I did Google it just to make sure beforehand before the show because I don't want to spread any falsehoods on the internet. But it he. He did say them in 2016. Okay. And people grow and change. So I don't know what his stance is right now. But until he comes out and apologizes, he is on my do not watch list.
1: Okay, good. And I'm glad he's not like one of my favorites. So the ones that I were battling between are Rocco... Steele and Austin Wolf.
2: Okay. And the reason yeah.
1: is one time here in New York, I was walking down the street and caught Rocco Steele's eye. And he was just standing there in the street and he was like looking it's at me as so 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 I walked away. Since then, I've seen him on a cruise, gate cruise that I've been on. And I own, he has a 10, I think it's called 10 plus, or because he has a 10-inch dick underwear jockstrap line and i own a couple of his and they're actually really cool yeah yeah the check it out i'll put that on textpodcast.com austin wolf i once treated myself to back in the day when rent boy was around to a night with austin wolf and it was very satisfying i just gonna say that Mm -hmm. Oh, that's all I'm saying.
2: We're going to hear about this on the after the after
1: show on patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. I'm very, very, very excited. But lastly, Max Connor, I think, is really super sexy and got a body of death and top three. Oh,
2: Max Connor,
1: Austin. Well, for sure. They're not playing with these these nominees. I'm more interested in this than the Academy Awards. Like, I need to know. (laughs) Is there even an Academy Awards this year? I need to know about this right now. Yes, there will be. So, read any uh, thing that comes up before we go on to our last topic. Anything you got for us, Cody? Kevin says,
2: no, Raheem Shabazz. And I did want to bring that up. He is another one of my favorite tops, Raheem Shabazz and Cade Maddox. Whew. Ooh. Those two right there. Oh, and Sean Severin.
1: Okay, okay.
2: I have a lot of favorite porn stars. I could go down the list. I could take up the last 20 minutes of the
1: show right now. <laughs> we don't have the him <laughs> because it's time to play Cody Maurice, yay or nay, on other people that got voted sexiest men alive this year. And we just talked about... Okay. We Michael just B. talked Jordan. about Michael B. Jordan is the sexiest man alive. But there's other people. Yes. This issue is really jam-packed full. I will be getting, sticking the pages together throughout this whole holiday <laughs> season. <laughs> I might have to buy five <laughs> copies of it. but Not usual for your magazine. No, let's just get a <laughs> yay or nay Cody Maurice Doggett. Harry Styles is one of the first 26-year-old who is listed. And yay or nay to... To him, Harry Styles.
2: He's a yay, but he's a reluctant yay. I, I wouldn't kick him out of bed. However,
1: he's not at the top of my list. I'm going to have to go with nay. I know he's he pushes boundaries on oh, gender fluidity, but yes, he, does. he looks a little dirty to me and not in the dirty way that I like. It's a little take a shower dirty. I'm going to have not to go dirty. with nay. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with nay. All right. <laughs> My new favorite, I'm just going to start this off. I'm obsessed with him. I'm so mad that I'm late to the game. The Daily Show's host, Trevor Noah. Oh, Uh, I saw his picture. I love Trevor. All the way, yay. All the way. And what's interesting about Trevor, and I know I'm late to the game, is... Currently, Trevor could go back to the studio for his daily show. He opts not to. He's like, I am not playing with this pandemic. He actually does it from his couch, the daily show from his pen his couch daily show at home he's grown his fro out he wears and he's a big and he's so cute he's known for wearing these fitted suits and he likes wearing a good suit he's been quoted as saying but in this pandemic he's also a lover of a hoodie and he's got like bright pink bright blue bright orange every night is a different hoodie with the hair grown out i like that trevor noah too i'm not mad at it i'm obsessed
2: do I get yeah. a, a
1: a yay or a nay? An emphatic yay. Curl up on the couch with Trevor Yoa all the time. All right. Maluma, of course. I mean, can we just say yay? We don't have that much time. Double yay. <laughs> <laughs> going through here, Paul Rudd, actor Paul Rudd is on the list. And I'm just going to give it a yay. Why? Yay because me Brian Bennett... Who created the Porto Glory? And you're gonna wonder, like, how are you gonna tie this in with Paul Rudd? I have faith in you. I got my Porta Glory, and <gasps> you can get yours portaglory.club. It's a portable glory hole, it's the perfect gift this Christmas season. I just got mine, and you can see the Stevie there. I'm gonna set it up a little bit later. This instead of my, um, I said tinsel toe the other day, but I really meant, what's the thing you kiss under? Oh, mistletoe mistletoe. Instead of mistletoe, yes. I'm putting up my port of glory dot club <laughs> and you can get $20 off if you go to port of glory dot club and mention tags podcast It's the perfect gift. But the reason I mentioned Paul Rudd is Brian Bennett, who created the port of glory said that when he voted this presidential election season. I was all happy that I got a cup of coffee and you got an offered a sandwich. He got offered a cookie by Paul Rudd while he what? voted.
2: What wow, that's amazing. And you'll be kissing something else underneath your port of glory.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and it better be the size of this. <laughs> Do you give a yay or nay to Paul Rudd? Oh, definite yay. He is I've loved him since clueless. I love it. And lastly, because there's so many more you guys can get, the People Magazine Sexiest Men Alive, The weekend. What do you think? Yay or nay? Yeah, he's not for me. Sorry. I'm going to go with a a nay, too. Uh, I like some of his music, but not all of it. And yeah, why do you give it a nay? Uh oh! Wrap it up real quick, girl, because we don't have that much time. Yeah, he's not
2: for me. Okay, he's, he's not my type. He's not a lot of things about him. I
1: yeah. Okay, we'll leave it at I'm that. Just, yeah, exactly. Oh, Kevin, Barbie, what are we going by there? um He's doing the Super he's, Bowl. I know. What doing do it? Super Bowl. What, it's to me, it's a little lackluster person to do the Super Bowl. I don't know what do you think? but this is a different year. So let me just say, I'm
2: not going to be watching the Super Bowl this year. I normally watch it for the the just the halftime show because they're always so amazing, but he's not my favorite.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Any <laughs> other Oh Kim, um Dante Cole said. Oh, no. Kevin
2: said Dante Cole is another one of his favorite performers. One of
1: my favorites, Kevin, as well. And Dante has been on Tag's podcast. I got to interview him on a Zoom call during the pandemic. And he was so charming, so sexy. He couldn't have been lovelier. And I have his phone number, but I'm not going to use it. But he did say (laughs) he would teach me how to do a pull-up. And I might hold him to it. A pull-up. A pull-up? You know, I can teach you how to do a pull-up. Girl, I want Dante to teach me, not you. Okay. <laughs> Back off. All right. That's all the time. Thanks for totally playing. Um, check out our after show this week. You can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex and take our sex poll. We do it every single week based on the topics we've talked about on both shows, tags podcast and tags live. And we want to really hear from you. Also, we are off next week to honor Thanksgiving. So enjoy your Thanksgiving. Cody and I will be back December 9th. I believe you said we're back, Cody. Maurice Duggett, correct? December 2nd. Oh, excuse me. December 2nd. We're back. Yes, sir. We're just off next week. And lastly, watch Born to Be the... ...about the transgender... Uh, film. It's really, really good. It's out virtually now. You can go to TagsPodcast.com and read my review and get links to it. Thank you, Cody Maurice Doggett. I can't wait to watch that documentary. Absolutely. And you can follow Cody at Mista Maurice and Mista is M-I-S-T-A-H Maurice on Instagram. Follow us as well at Tags Podcast on all social media platforms. Thank you, virtual audience. This has been a lot of fun. We want to hear from you. And in the meantime, wear your mask, wash your hands, but keep it sexy. And we'll talk to you soon.